Okay, you got it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talk About Life on YouTube, podcast, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I've got a very um, new friend all the way from the other side of the globe. And you know what? We're coming to the end of 2020. Um, and, and it's such a strange year and a strange life that we've got that I get to meet you, Lillian. <laughs> across the virtual world and you know I heard your your radio show um, it is so personable it's like listening to a friend listening to a family it's so real authentic unpretentious you know it, it's so like it, it's just like part of the uh, like in the living room you know in those days when you have the radio Oh yes, and that's all you have. It's like, okay, turn the radio on. It's like, you're, you're almost part of a family. Um, I think people who get to listen to you get hooked to you, your voice and your authenticity. I think that word sums it all up, right? The authenticity. Right. Um, and I'd like to welcome you um, virtually to Singapore that transports you here. And you've, I, I showed you my, my picture. I hope that you can come to Singapore and spend your tourism dollar here and you know let the consumers power back the the world economy you know um, so Lillian welcome to Singapore this is a tropical um, island state here modern Singapore um, it's tropical because the weather is warm um, I'm kind of like perspiring here in my coat because yes and I have a suede jacket on with a yeah, little skirt because it's tropical it you know you can literally yeah. just wear your t-shirt, your shorts, and you can go out in the night and, um, you know, you can go to the beach. So, you know what, Lillian, you and your listeners, um, I should promote to your listeners and let them come over here to this part of the world um, when, when the pandemic is over. So, I'd like to welcome you, Lillian. Tell us about you, uh, yourself, um, your radio show, and also um, before we get into the topic of uh, my comeback story. Okay, I, when I was in my mid-50s, and I was an empty nester by then, my son had left home, gone to college, found his love, got married. It was just me and my husband. And my husband was a former professor at Barnard College in New York City. He had his doctorate from Harvard in organic chemistry. And he's one of these kind of guys who's an island. He'd go out and do what he wants to do, but he didn't need anybody with him. So as a result, I decided, well, I'm just not going to be an author. I'm going to do something else. And one of the things I saw while I was touring the country, the United States, was that in order to be heard either on radio or TV, you really need a powerful backer to get you there. It was either celebrities, or mm. actors and actresses, entertainers, sports figures, but there was nothing for the rest of us. And in my mind's eyes, it's not Atlas who is holding up the world, but a bunch of peons who are balancing the world on their shoulders. Mm. And that we peons really needed a voice, a conduit to be heard. And for our stories, our expertise because let's face it folks without us the people on the upper levels would never make it they need 
the ant workers to do the work for them. They may be brilliant, they may have ideas, but it's the ones underneath them that take their ideas and put them into applicable and practical solutions so other people can use them. And so I thought I needed to get a little more experience. So after talking to several AM FM stations on which I appeared on, they let me know pretty quick I wasn't, I didn't have a bachelor's degree. I only had an associate's degree. And I was a housewife who was on a book tour who happened to write a very significant book, Teenagers, A Bewildered Parents Guide, which gives you five principles to raise your teenager from when they turn 10 to when they turn 75 and older. <laughs> and I wanted women, especially single parent women, because when I became a single parent in the early 70s, most men did not have custody of their kids, or if they did, they got a housekeeper, or mommy or grandma moved in, or their girlfriend took over. But most single women did not have that option. They couldn't afford to hire anybody. Moms are nice, but they get in the way sometimes. And more importantly, you had to be careful with your relationships. I raised my kid 15 years by myself. I had three relationships. And after I was told very directly by God that I had to sleep for my dinner, I tossed him out. I said, I don't need this kind of garbage. I already have a child. I do not need another child. So it was 15 years before I met my, pre my husband who was just passed a year ago. We were married for 30 years. It was a working relationship. There was no 100% total whatever. And ladies, if you're looking for a Hallmark marriage, go to Hallmark and star in one of their movies. Otherwise, oh. come down to earth and realize earth. that you need to work at it. It's like anything else. If you want to be successful, well if yeah. you want your marriage to last, a lot of times it's a hundred percent zero and guess who's on the zero end it's not the guy all right so i put up the radio station it's been flourishing for the past 16 years and linkedin came in i guess five or six years ago maybe longer time to me just is i know you don't understand that most people but I've heard if you're happy and content, time is just is, is when you're depressed that you really start counting the hours and the minutes. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't have time True. to True. count the hours and the minutes. Yeah. I have three grandchildren, they keep me rather busy. I have the radio station that's hectic as always. And I also write for preteens, eight to 14 years old. I write historical science fictions and mysteries for them. Why historical? because all our actions are a reflection of our communities and our environment surrounding us. And our environment, environment is influenced by the history of what has been, what is now going on, and what might be by the actions and our behavior of today. And I bring that into my books. I've been told 
by numerous agents over in England, where I have one or two actually at this point, who tell me my writing is really gritty for that group, but the kids seem to love it. And I believe it's because it's real life. I'm not trying to make it sound like the princess and the pea or Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. It just doesn't work that way, folks. And if your parents are bringing you up in an ivory castle, do yourself a favor, get an aluminum bat and smash the walls down. Because when you go out to the real world, it won't be anything like that castle setting that your parents have given you. I understand they're protecting you, but sometimes when you become an adult, all that protection will leave you vulnerable as it did with me. I joined LinkedIn as a business professional. I was networking and then lo and behold, some gentleman from LinkedIn approached me. Okay, before we, we got to get to the story, um, you left off about your radio station. You went to the AM and FM and, and you gathered all this information and then what happened? I went home and I appeared on several different internet talk radio stations because without a fanfare of having a published book, the AM and FM stations did not want to have anything to do with me because I did not have the credentials. Listen up, folks. You don't need their credentials. If you want to get into broadcast media, sometimes you have to go through the back door. So what did I do? I read up on how to set up a radio station with a manual from the US military that tells you how to set up a radio station and an internet radio station. And I used it. Then I contacted the Small Business Administration. They have senior retired CEOs and CFOs where you can call them up and ask them questions and they'll be more than happy to share their information with you. If you haven't done it, look it up. I'm sure there's an equivalent of a small business administration everywhere in the world. In the old days, you went to the library and asked questions. Libraries are closed, so you're going to have to use the library on Google. Ask. You'd be surprised at the information you can get out of Google if you do it the right way. You start out very broad with your questions. And as you accomplish each step, you get more and more targeted on what you need to know. So that's what I did. And after I read up everything, I had my desktop, I got a webcam, I got myself a microphone. I started out with a blue Yeti microphone, had it for 15 years and finally died this year. Marvelous <laughs> microphone. I don't have a microphone now at the moment because let's face it, if you want quality, you have to pay for it. Revenue is a little short this month. So I set up the radio station and I started calling up people who I knew who were writing books and said, I have a radio station, I'm doing programs. I would love to interview you. Would you be interested? No, it wasn't all tea and roses. Lots of times I forgot to record them. This was before you could record through your laptop or your desktop, but you had to do it by phone. 
And if you forgot to hit the record button on the phone, then you were in trouble. I finally used Audio Acrobat because it provides you with the special number you call in. They start recording it automatically. They put it into an MP3 stream. They also provide you with RSS. They didn't do it 15 years ago when I started, so I had to get software to create RSS. And then I also had to go and use the, um, what do you call it? I forget, but you have to go through your computer and make sure you have the right connections. And things were a lot more difficult in the old days. I also learned Audacity. And then I decided, wait a second, why am I editing my audio? When you appear in public and speak, you can't go back and edit what you just said. So I don't edit anymore unless a client really gets excited about it. And I can see that you're really highly, highly resourceful. And in those days when there's no Google, you know, you, there's no information, you actually literally just went on your own with your fingers on yellow pages, I guess, to find yes. people calling, you know, and, and you have developed this um, internet radio station. Tell us, what, what does it do? Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. Wow. We provide self-improvement, critical thinking, networking opportunities, self-help. And I forgot one, but that's okay. Uh, problem oh. solving. Yeah. And what we do is we try to get people in who have been turned down by other stations because what they have to say is either considered taboo or what I call belly of the beast. Yeah, and I try to get these folks in because you need to have this information before somebody drops dead on your porch. Did you know you're supposed to call the cops when somebody drops dead or your spouse drops dead in your bed after doing sex? Yes, you have to call them up. Do they send somebody over? You bet. Or if something else happens and for example, you are separated from your spouse and you've asked permission to take your child or children with you, it's not considered a federal kidnapping. Bet you didn't know that either. I didn't know that when I walked off with my child from an abusive husband and took him across state lines. That's why it became a federal kidnapping case until they went in and the, my ex up and said, yeah, I gave her permission for, for, you know, several weeks. Your radio station started by you has been in existence for, for about 16 years, right? Yes. Yes. And wow. I've done it with people who believed in me and I gave them an opportunity to come on as hosts and to get their stories or their problems out there to solve. Yeah, and I saw For your example, website that a lot of your hosts have gone on to uh, bigger stints and be bigger gigs um, elsewhere. Um, yes. And you've really helped them to leapfrog uh, their career. Yes. Wow. I'm a, I'm a great believer in paying it forward, way before paying it forward became the thing to do. 
<laughs> my uh, girlfriend of my you lived, son. You lived, you lived it as your life. Yes, I live it as my life. When a lot of the girlfriends of my son would come to me for advice, because their parents wouldn't tell them the truth. Yeah. And they knew I would. Yeah. Whether they were embarrassed or not, and they would ask me certain things. And I say, you're going to college because he's going there. That's stupid. You go to the college that best suits your needs, your qualifications. Because after four years, and you pay over a hundred thousand dollars in loans, you want to make sure that that degree means something. Don't do anything because somebody else is doing it. That's just plain dumb. Parents in the '80s didn't have that kind of courage. I yeah. did, yeah. and and I can see that um, if you are being transported into times like this, you're going to be the flag bearer for for the feminist movement now. <laughs> Am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in my books, I tell girls to be themselves. Yeah, wonderful, um, Lillian. Lillian, yes. because I I would like you to come on to my show to talk to talk to us again. So you are in my pocket, and I'm. And you can't run away. I'm gonna catch you, right? So today, today, you know, it's such a privilege to know you. You know, in a in a few minutes, you're able to encapsulate everything in your accomplishments, and uh, knowing that those days were so difficult in the 1960s, the 1970s. Was it 1960s, 1970s? 1970s, 1980s. Graduated yeah, from it, high school in 1969. Wow. Got my associates in '72, and my son was born in '73. Wow! You know, I I just want to um, salute to women in those days that actually paved the way for women. Now it must have been so difficult,、um, especially in, in those days. You know, the corporate world is is fragmented. You don't go to one、um, Facebook whereby everyone is there. Yeah, you talked about LinkedIn, right? Yes.、And We are we are now into the story, the comeback story today, and you you kind of related a little bit to me、um, before about、um, and and, I, and my condolences to you that your your loved one, your husband, has、uh, passed on、um, one year ago.、Um, would you like to share、um, your life?、Um, even I would like you to also use this as a tribute to your life and his life. Not a problem.、Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about him,、um, a little bit about your relationship, and then how you picked yourself up after he left. The guy approached me on LinkedIn. No, your husband.、Me. Your husband. Oh, my husband.、Yeah. I met my husband in Houston, Texas, and、uh, he was forty-five, and I was thirty-nine. And I had a 15-year-old gifted and talented son across the board that scared most guys away. This gentleman was from the New York area, as I was. We were both Jewish, so we were both brought up the same way, more or less, which made it a lot easier. As I said, he was a former professor with Barnard. He left the college, academia, and started working in what I call the real world, because. Already at 15, my son ate about four to five hundred dollars worth of food a month all by himself, and he was at that age too where he was beginning to date. Clothes meant a lot to him. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. 
If you're not a parent, but you have a nephew or a niece, have fun. So he married me because I was wise. And he came to love me later. Yes. It was oh, not a wow. love story. Wow. In three days, I proposed to him. I told him that Barkus was willing. Who knew that was the only Charles Dickens novel he never read? <laughs> so I had to tell him it was from David Copperfield. Really? And that the, the coachman wanted to marry David's maid. And he kept on telling David to tell her Barkus was willing. So he turned around, got his great-grandmother's ring resized. And you followed the story and the end. Wow. And you actually proposed the ring. to husband. And wow. he asked me to marry him. We were married in March. Yeah. And it was catered at a little restaurant on Houston on Westheimer Avenue. Yeah, I remember. And uh, it was, we had about 50 people. And then we left and we didn't take a honeymoon then because he was working and I was working. And we settled down in Pepper Pike, Ohio. And his job was about an hour away. He worked for a research company. And my son completed high school there. And then he went off to, it's in New York City, Parkin, Parsons School of Design, where he received a scholarship, an academic scholarship to go. So you had quite and a- If you don't know, receiving academic scholarships were very rare then. Yeah, yeah. He must have, he must have been a high achiever, so you had a good life. And you were with him um, till last year, so you must have been quite alive with him. Thirty was years. When, when, was it difficult? And um, how difficult it must be. Um, and I don't want to be, be prying into your your personal relationship, but that goes into the story today. Um, you know, he he left, and he must have left you um, in a very difficult and and broken state. I'm sure. Well, I loved him. Yeah. And he had Alzheimer's, so the last couple of years were really rough. Yeah. When you have a sick person tell you, well, I no longer love you, I fell in love with your best friend and I want to move in with her. It's really hard to take, folks. Yeah. Okay, okay. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is difficult. So yeah. by the time he died, I wasn't feeling too good about myself. And my friend said, well, that's what Alzheimer's does. Yeah. And I'm thinking, she said, maybe, but why is it always the caregiver that's broken down? I mean, I yeah. saw him die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had this one last discussion and he said, I have a lousy life. Mm. And I said, so do I. Yeah, yeah but you and had he looked a at good me and he life. said, let me go. Wow. And I said, no problem. Yeah. And so I let him go. Wow. I'm speechless when, when, when he, he said, let him go. So I just want to know that, you know, when, when he left um, and you felt lonely, um, and you were, you were alone, um, someone came into your life through LinkedIn, right? Yeah. I mean, he made me feel good about myself. Yeah. And I think 
on the fourth month, I told him I was falling in love with him because he really treated me the way I wanted, you know, he was French and the French have a whole different concept of how they treat women. And he really made me feel good. I hadn't dated since I was 20 years old. So 1920 folks, if you've been out of the marriage market or dating market for a long time, you're vulnerable. Yeah, you're wide open. And I'll tell you something else. Two of my friends warned me. They said the red flags are up, walk away from him. And I I wouldn't do it. Okay. And can, can we rewind a little bit, Lillian? Tell sure. us how he reached out to you so that it's something like a warning for, for ladies out there. Tell me um what was how did he reach out to you and what were the red flags that your girlfriends were telling you? And how did you fall so um, you know, how did he make you feel that you were special, that you that he was able to gain your trust, the unwavering trust, the unshakable trust? Tell us these three things. We communicated via Zoom, not Zoom, via Skype. He spoke French, so I turned on the Google Translator, which is not always accurate, but I got the gist of the conversation. He would say, he would compliment me he would send me poetry. He would make me feel like a woman. And he had a daughter, supposedly, 12 years old, been divorced for three years, and it was joint custody. And he wanted to get married, his story was, so he could bring his daughter home and I would mother her which is not a problem. Once you mother one child, they're pretty much all like behavior is behavior. So, so that really didn't bother me. In fact, when I went to see my doctor and I have a good relationship with my doctor and I told him I fell in love and I was going to be a mom and this and that, he said, I'm really happy for you. You need to be loved. Yeah. So, cause he knew what, was going on with my husband because he was treating him so I would tell him things he asked me a lot of personal questions first red flag don't answer them but I said well you don't have to worry about me financially my my past husband left me well off and we have a trust and blue 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 and I gave him a lot of personal information no don't do that second red flag don't tell him you have any money even if it's true don't go there and and the third thing is if they start talking about how they need to borrow some money and then use their love leverage to kind of twist you into doing it yeah don't do it He did all that. Now, the first time I did loan him the 10,000, I went into that with my eyes wide open, but I had to mortgage my car. And that really disturbed me because I paid cash for that car. And now I had monthly payments on it. So I went into my trust fund, took the money out and paid off the loan 
all at once. Another red flag. They won't feel your pain when you take money away from yourself to give to them. They don't care. Okay. It's not hurting them. Rewind. Lillian, tell us um, exactly how was the first approach? Um, how did he do it the first time when he asked you for money? He told me that in France, the prime minister had banks not lend money to anyone or to have money taken out of the country. Another red flag. I could never have found any information on that on the internet. And I've spoken to a lot of people. Nobody's ever heard of that. Now, I did some research and I understand that 40% of France's economy depends on tourism. So I can pretty much understand why they want to keep the money in the country. However, when he told me he couldn't use his credit cards because they wouldn't be honored by the French banks, that's when I started getting a little suspicious because credit cards are worldwide. They're world, uh, for example, Chase Manhattan is a worldwide bank. So if you need to use that charge card from Chase Manhattan, they have four or five different cards out, Capital One, Freedom, with Visa, you shouldn't have any trouble. But what he did is, you know how your kid wants something, so they start hitting at you to wear you down? And they start sort of making you feel emotionally guilty? Yes. You have the money, you can help me out. It's your money. If you wanted to take it out, you can. Okay. So I finally succumbed and gave him the 10,000 because I thought I was helping him out. Later, I learned that the money was to go to pay for taxes in Africa in a small city called Tunisia for cars that he had bought from a dealer down there. Talk about stupid. I mean, everything was out there. But I was in love and love blinds. And what it really does is that if you've been a caretaker for five plus years to anybody with a disease like dementia or Parkinson's or cancer or Alzheimer's or Crohn's, whatever it is, their behavior, your spouse changes and you have to deal with it. So if he puts his fist through the wall, you need to tell a doctor or somebody about that. If you feel like you're being scammed, you need to alert the police. My friends did. And I had a social worker come out from the state of Pennsylvania to check it out. And because I was in love, I did stupid things with that, with that representative. Lillian, just for learning experience, right? Yes. It seems that this this person um, was out on a mission. Yes. He was out on oh, a mission. He, wasn't he was trying to scout for um, women who are vulnerable. So, um, is there any? And they're American. Yeah. Is there because anything that actually um, put it out in the open that you know um, that you actually 
uh, was that you actually, you know, became like a, a, a an easy prey. Was there anything? Yes. Tell us, tell us what not to do. It was easy prey. The concept, not concept, the perception of yes. foreigners among men mm. is that the United States is a wealthy, wealthy country mm. and women either are wealthy themselves or have access to wealth. Okay. And they prey on Americans. Yeah. Because they know from the propaganda that were wealthy. Yeah. I mean, why in a moment when he wasn't really thinking his words out, ladies, he said, "Well, I knew I could get the money from you because you're an American woman." I see. Okay. So he knew. But you actually felt uneasy, right? That's why you gave in and she I finally gave the money your sense of guilt. Right? Yes. Yes, and so I gave it because I felt I really wanted to help him. The way he put it was that he couldn't get money anywhere else. He had a lot of money of his own, but he couldn't have access it because the French banks were closed. Yeah. And this was the only way that he could solve this particular problem. Little did I know that he was sizing me up for the next step. I see. So the first check went to him and that was 10,000. Not check, Bitcoin. If wow. somebody asks you to put it in Bitcoin, run. You mean you mean he asked you to uh, to buy certain bitcoins. Yes. And you did and that. Bitcoins you can't trace. And don't wire money, ladies. Wires and bitcoins do not leave an audit trail. I see. Once it's gone, it disappears into a vacuum. Wow. So now this guy, this guy is a is a smart guy. He must have been very seasoned, experienced. He must have been doing this. His story must have been so smooth because he practiced it many oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was told he's again by on, the international police. Yeah, he's again on the pro pro going out, right? Yes, so I was I, told I want, by the international so your story police. Is so important because this guy can change his identity. Exactly. The pictures and license he sent me to confirm who he was. The cops told me no. They were fake. They were fake. And ladies or gentlemen, if your inclination is towards other men, mm. be on the lookout for when people start doing that. I mean, call up your cops as fast as possible and ask for the fraud squad. Fraud squad. <laughs> can, Because can, I'd rather can, be a fool in the eyes of the cops. Yeah. Than to be taken. This guy tried wow. to hit me up for an additional sixty-eight thousand dollars, folks. Wow! And okay, I now, absolutely, okay. positively refused to give him the money. Okay. The, the first time, can can we rewind a little bit because this is too dramatic, and I think we all should learn now. When the money was wired, uh, or you bought Bitcoin, and he was able to take from whatever source. I asked him to help me take it out from my personal account, and like a fool, I gave him my routing and account number. Oh wow! And ladies, he, don't he do that. He, he took and the money. Yes, and he took the money out, and he put it into Bitcoin. Okay, I see. So please keep this in mind because it's very important for what happens later. 
yeah, I just want to say some of the statistics that in, even in Singapore, um, the police have released certain news that you know um, more than three million um, Singapore dollars um, has been scammed by international scammers and con men all over the world, and a lot of them. Uh, you know, they actually really go after the vulnerable women by using fake love. Because, you know, women, they're looking for love, um, they're blinded by the love, and they fall for the sweet words, the sweet nothings. I want, I want Lillian to explain, after giving that amount of money, at what point did you realize that it was, it, it was a mistake? At what point did you realize, and what was it? There must be some in intervention, right? Well, I think what really did it was that his stories were not the same. Mm -hmm. He had to arrange to go down to Tunisia. Oh. In Africa to pay yeah. the taxes on the cars. Yeah. And then he said, is it possible? He says, I owe, and he gave me a, in euros and I bought it translated into US dollars and it was $68,000 and I said no mm. and he said why not he says you have the money and I said I'm, I'm not taking the money out of so it's just not going to happen yeah. and for the next four months he pounded on me and okay. I would when my son was four years old we were living in an apartment complex, ground floor in, in Houston, Texas. And a rapist took out the sliding glass door and, and put it aside, walked in, came in and raped me. My son was in the closet with his baseball bat, ready to pound the guy's head in. And the reason why I'm mentioning this, and of course the cops came along and they accused me of inviting the guy in to rape me until they realized I was missing a whole glass door panel, and they said, oh. But the fact of the matter is, is that when something like that truly monumental happens to you, it's like you wake up yeah. out of a dream yeah. and you realize you've been had because the rapists got away they never caught him yes i was the only one of his victims who lived yes houston had a rape kit when kathy whitmire was mayor of houston i understand she's now governor but i was still regarded as the one who i was i was i was the victim but i was also the one who was at fault for being raped yes. so it was a double-edged sword that was the narrative that was pounded in your brain, right? So how does that relate to this situation about the 68,000? So I felt raped by this guy. I see. Okay. He took advantage of me. Yes. yes. I trusted him. That trust. And he broke it. And he wow. didn't understand why. So you're asking me why I'm still angry? Well, he came in and hacked my account. Lastly. Yeah. And he took out $25,000. I didn't have $25,000. I live in a very small budget. Yeah. So, and even though the money is there, 
It's for my grandchildren. That's what's going to send them to college. I got three kids, grandkids, identical twins at 14 and a little one at seven. They're all looking for the type of degrees that are going to be needing a couple of hundred thousand dollars to pay off their education. It took me 25 years to pay off my college loans, folks. So he, you, you wired 10,000 and then later I, I put it in Bitcoin and wired the money yeah. to him and then he started pounding me there was well, a lot of nice 000. talk and everything and then he 000. said yeah he yes he wanted to borrow $68,000 and he would pay me interest on it yeah and I said no which infuriated him and I shared some more personal stories with him and kept on saying no because yeah. you know what folks I woke up yeah. And I knew that there was something wrong. I did not love him romantically. Let's yeah. not get confused here. Emotionally, romantically involved with him then as I was when I first declared it for him. He woke me up. Yeah. Something was wrong. Something was wrong. Yeah. Wow. And, and the thing is that I want you to narrate and describe how did he keep pounding you because it's a very mental, he tried to wear you out. Like he tried you said to wear that me you down. Was a child. So he what was use... the things that he said through the Skype or through the emails that made you feel bad and he keep pounding, pounding? Tell us, give us like uh, one or two examples in concrete ways. How does he say it to you? And well, I think this is important for a lot is, of you. Is that... yeah. I had sent him, and ladies don't ever do this, and, and I understand now it's against the law to do it, whether you're a teen or a grown-up. Am I ashamed about it? Nah, you know, at 69, I don't have any regrets. It was done, yeah. stupidly, but it was done. I took pictures of my body yeah. and, and naked and sent yeah. it to him and yeah. my vagina because yeah. I was in love with him. Yeah. Okay, so did he, he send something? Uh, did he, he send some of... body parts to me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the thing of the matter is, don't do that. It's against the law. I forget Thank what you. it's called, but don't do it. Thank you so much. You know, the thing is that what you're sharing is so real, and the world is not talking about it. And mothers and daughters and ladies, they get hooked. And do you know how many of these are blackmailed? Um, there are a lot of stories even now in this part of the world. Young girls are being blackmailed by, by, by guys, right? They're yep, being blackmailed yep. for, for many things, like blackmailed for, for, for physical intimacy, blackmailed yes. for money, blackmailed for a lot of things. And, and you are really just telling uh, women out there with your own experience and coming from you, um, a grandmother, telling the daughters, telling students, telling girls and you know like I mean I, 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 I mean I've got so much great respect and thank you you know we got to hear it from a grandmother. <laughs> thank well, you for the all thing the matter time. is I'm not ashamed of myself. <laughs> I don't have any regrets about it. Yeah. It's one of those things I never yeah. thought I would be raped ever. Yeah. People say that's that not going to happen to me. Guess yeah. what? It can. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I would fall for a guy yeah. and give him money. 
and send him pictures of my breasts and my vagina and stuff like that. Yeah. Who does because that? He, he Women had, uh, in he love do plot. it. You're not thinking. Yeah. He had a plot already. Yes. He knew what he wanted to use that as a blackmail yes. for, for, for his plan, for his big grand plan. So it was a step-by-step calculated plan that he had um, that he had that he was executing to get you to hook you up my god it's like a big grand plan and you know what um, Lillian you know there's a lot of bad people out there there's a lot of bad people out there just don't talk to strangers oh absolutely ladies there's no such thing as any night riding on a horse like, like love I'm just saying that about love um, don't go there just don't go there not only that stay away from the dating sites I yeah. know they okay. mean well and yes yeah. there have been happily ever after stories Yeah. Okay. but there are a lot more that aren't I know yeah. on TV they have the 90 day of the, uh, fiance yes, marrying without knowing who don't even go, go there. there yeah yeah please yeah. if you're that desperate go read a trashy romance novel <laughs> when my son left for uh, college I found more than 200 romance novel books in his closet that had states of undress of women and men in every position and everything else but you know what he just read about it he didn't go out and do it he was still a virgin when he got married yeah good for him because i told him anybody can put notches in their belt but the one who can stand firm and not do anything and until firm. they're married those are the ones you have to give them a, a medal for because yeah. they're being true to themselves <laughs> Fantastic. Now, Lillian, I just want you to, to give another example about um, uh, like the prowling, right? Um, you know, he comes onto you at which point in time that you felt that you could give that trust. I think the trust that you said was sacred, right? Yeah. And he I was mean... the, the, the betrayal that broke the camel's back. So yes. I want you to tell us and share with women out there listening, watching, um, lonely uh, uh, women, women who have been, um, I mean, just just have no time for love, have been always focusing on career. And, and you are talking about generation of women who are just focusing on, women, uh, j- focusing on, on, on career, building their career and putting the bread on the table for their families. They've got very little time to go and meet real men out there. So they're all on these sites and men are, there are bad people out there trying to prowl on there these bad women. And a lot of these women are intelligent. They're not stupid. Yeah. I mean, I'm very sure that Lillian, you have a career. You've got, you've started all your, this wonderful milestone. You are 69. You've walked a life, but yet you fell for this, this scammer, this con man. Now I want you to tell us, he must have been so smooth, right? And he, he must have got this, this, this experience. Now that, that part of it by you giving your trust, he must have been so experienced. Tell me what, explain and describe how did he slowly gain your trust I'll tell you something ladies yeah I'm very trusting 
It okay. never occurs to me that people are going to scam me, stab me in this back, take advantage of me. Yeah, a lot of us it, it just so It just never occurs <laughs> to me. So when I meet somebody, yeah. I trust them because they haven't given me a reason yet not to, not trust. to trust them. Wow. I so told my kid good. Yeah, wonderful. that trust is a very fragile yeah. thing. You're are born with it but if you lose it it'll take you a lifetime to get it back because yeah. people won't trust you so easily the second time yeah. it's very similar to forgiveness folks when you forgive somebody you're really telling them okay i'm gonna look past what you've done it was a terrible thing but i'm big enough to allow it to go poof and we're going to start all over again but it doesn't mean you trust them i see and that's where you have to be that's very the thin careful. line wow that's a, that's very a line thin of wisdom line. thank you i mean i think i'm learning something i think a lot of people are learning so you forgive but you may never trust but i, I want i want to know like how did he gain your trust well, I didn't doubt he was not sincere. I thought he was sincere. He told me he loved me. Yeah. He okay. used his so daughter used by saying, what will I tell her? I swear on her life. You know, and parents do that. They use yeah. their kids for a lot of things. Okay, I see. And, and, uh, and when you bring a, a child in, I'm he very- painted himself. He painted himself like a good family man. Yes. Okay. Now this is this is a red this is a red flag, uh, ladies. Red flag. There. You can't get any redder than this. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, it wasn't until his story started conflicting with each other that I began yeah. to start suspecting him. Yeah. And that's when I start pulling back a little bit. I mean, this guy promised me to buy me a house and told me to start looking for one, and like oh. a fool, I did. I see they gave promises. And wow. when he went to Tunisia, he was only supposed to be there one week, finish up his business and fly back to France. Yeah. But because I denied him the money, yeah. he overstayed his welcome. And according to him, he ran out of whatever money he had and he was thrown into jail in Tunisia. Now, whether this is true or not, the reason why he hacked into my account, I asked him to get rid of the the information I gave him. He didn't destroy it. He used that information and went right into okay. my account. And ladies, you want to know why I'm so still angry at him? Yeah, if he had emailed me and said, I'm sorry, I stole the money in order for me to get out of prison here, I would understand it. You know I what? Wouldn't, I... I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would understand why, because prison in Tunisia is pretty nasty. But do you know, before I blocked him off, he tried, he came in, hi, darling, how you doing? Haven't heard from you for a week. And you know, this is, this sounds like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a page from um, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, like absolutely. He, they could probably it take sounds like he is just scripting it out from a movie to scam yes. a, a vulnerable woman out there. And you're right to say that they are, they have this picture in mind that, you know, Americans are rich or that you got the sources to get the money. Right. 
Yes. And, and I think, and I think he you was furious that I wouldn't give him the $68,000. He says, you know, my associate gave me $28,000, which is more money than you ever gave. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I'm supposed to be his fiance. He loves me. And now he's giving me a lecture how his associate paid more money than I did. That's no, a, a man does not say that. Okay. A man does, a real man yeah. does not say that. And when I suggested to him that maybe he'd get a job at the hotel to start paying off what he owed, he went ballistic, ladies. I can't do that. I'll tell you what, as a single parent, I washed a lot of dishes. I swept a lot of floors. Guess what? Was it beneath my dignity? Yes. But my kid had to eat. My kid needed clothing. What is more important to me, my dignity or my child? Hello? So you are doing all this communication via Skype. Are you able to verify these information? Because when I watch 90 Day Beyonce, um, you know, a lot of these episodes and the stories, it, it, they were just totally fake right from the beginning. Everything's on Skype. Yeah. I mean, I, I blocked him. Yeah. But if I wanted to unblock him, I could show you everything. Yeah. Wow. But I'm it's, not going to do that. Sorry. Yeah. No, um, is you there know, if the cops came in and said, I need to see what you sent to him and what you said to him, I would have to do it. Yeah. But no, it's right there on Skype. Yeah. I want to know, like, how did you pick yourself up from this revelation that, hey, one day you realized that hey, it was just a big lie. Um, how did you wake up from there and how did you I pick cried. yourself it's, I woke up after he hacked into my account. It was like a, a cold pail of water being dumped all over me. Yeah. I'm still hassling with my bank to get things set up. I'm still yeah. talking to everybody who I paid bills to about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. But as soon as you say I was hacked by somebody overseas, they're very forgiving, which is nice. And ladies, I have a good credit record. I have a good um, behavior and how I pay my bills. People trust me, so they're not worried about it. I've been with American Express for over 25 years. They say, don't worry about it. We know you'll pay us. Mm, okay. So, and I have to also give a big thanks to my financial advisor who absolutely refused to get into any of my accounts to get money out. Absolutely refused. He says, you're vulnerable. You've been taken advantage of. Barry has only been dead a year. And he said, I know you're hurting still. And the answer is no. And the answer will always be no. Wow. I mean, there are and, good people. And that was that. I mean, he was God. adamant. Yeah. How are you emotionally now? I mean, have, having a betrayal and having that trust broken by someone and knowing that, hey, that an educated, successful, well-accomplished woman like you, how did you pick that broken ego? Well, it's been very hard. I've written yeah. him a lot of emails, never sent them, just to get the, everything off and out of me. Yeah. I haven't unblocked him on uh, Facebook or on uh, LinkedIn or on Skype or on my Gmail he, and on Hangouts. He's all blocked. I've done it to several people. But ladies, if you hear I need money, run. Run. Right. Okay. 
Thank you. And don't you tell them I need money from you, no matter how tempting it is. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, Lillian, thank you so much. For the last of uh, 30 seconds, do you have a final conclusion for all of us, especially now we are going into 2021? If it's too good to be true, it usually is. <laughs> I, I just want to thank you so much, um, Lillian. You, you are, you are, I should say you go to the point, you're eloquent, you're honest. Um, what else can I say? I mean, that total authenticity of your story. And also you come across as someone that, you know, like what your listeners say, like, we can always trust you with the stories, even when they don't tell it to their family. Well, the thing of the matter is, lady, when somebody starts telling you after three days they're, they love you, block them. Block them. If you have a guy come on and start asking you a lot of personal questions, block them. Because I still don't know very much about him and they won't talk about themselves. Yeah. They I won't share personal information. And if they do, so, I think they, they could have just like painted it and faked it. Yes, they pretty much set you up to fail. Yeah. And depending on how desperate you are to be yeah. loved. I was married yeah. for 30 years. I miss a companionship of a guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. I want a companion. I want a friend I can talk to and do things with. And then well, lots of, yeah, lots of not necessarily. And there are lots of people out there using the, the ease of the technology to be prowling for, yes. for easy praise. Yes, you have to be very careful. I mean, you can find somebody from church who's a scum bucket too. Just because they attend church doesn't mean they're, well, virtuous. Yeah. Thanks I'm for sorry, the ladies. These days, I mean you really... Yeah, everywhere. Virtual world or real world. Yes, you have to be very, very careful. Virtual world. I mean, bad people are everywhere. <laughs> Especially those with the intention of prowling for vulnerable women for money yes. or for, um, you know, physical um, goals, physical intimacy. Um, thank you so much, Lillian. I will invite you back again. Uh, thank you very much for having yeah, me. I will definitely invite you back again. And then also, I hope to um to work with you on a series of stories about doctors medical staff nurses and giving a tribute to to these um wonderful people who are fighting in the front line um in the year 2020 um let's do that together um Lillian. thank you so I much i would be delighted i would be delighted thank you so much let's give us a, a, a let's give tribute to to the medical people um in 2021 we should do that. Thank you very much for Thank having you. me. Thank you. And uh, I just want to say um, to send you all the love from Singapore, from this part of the world. And I want you to hang in there um, and be safe and be strong. And I want you to ride over this uh, feeling more successful and have more real stories to remind young women out there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Young women need to be encouraged to move forward. When I was growing up in the 50s, women were not encouraged to do much of anything. Yeah. Some of us did move forward, others did not. Yeah. But now, let me tell you something, the world's your oyster 
And if you don't take advantage of it, don't wow. be sorry when you see me come and kick your ass over the threshold. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Thank you. So I want to wish you all the best. And uh, Thank you. Merry Christmas, uh, whatever is left, and a good New Year. So now it's already in Singapore, the 30th of December 2020. And we just hit uh, over midnight, 12 34 a.m. here so we're just like one or two days away yes you are happy new year happy and new year. i would be delighted to visit singapore and stay around for a couple of weeks yes thank you so much and uh we'll keep in touch through please Facebook. do and uh, let's work on uh, a series about tribute to the to the medical people nurses um the rns and the doctors and whoever whoever there whoever yeah. who, oh, they, uh, they need somebody the never forget absolutely never forget because even when we don't see them you know they're there in the front line absolutely thank you bye see bye -bye. you again very soon bye thank you for your okay. story thank bye. you